We are stoned and that's okay. So why don't you just stay? Sit back and listen. You don't know what you're missing. It's talking stone while getting sports. Welcome, fellow humans. You're listening to Talking So Well, Sports, episode 128. I'm Morgan that never gets that episode wrong. And the other guy that never helps me prior to recording is Austin. How the fuck is it going, buddy boy? And Happy New Year to everyone. First of all, yes, Happy New Year. Uh, second of all, you are absolutely correct. No matter how much you ask for help in the pre-show, I will not help. I refuse to help. In fact, I uh, I don't think I've ever helped anyone ever. Yeah, um, you're kind of a dick. I am. And, and I think it's time that everybody finally realizes just how much of an asshole I am. Uh, but... <laughs> so I've already known, so... Yeah, oh yeah, no, you're fully aware. You've you've known me for arguably too long at this point. Um, The quickest way to find out is just to play hockey against you on, like, (laughs) Xbox or something. (laughs) I don't know what you're talking about. So, uh, yeah, no, I've been doing good. Um, I put in my notice at work uh, because we are moving back to Vancouver Island. For a second, you know, I thought you were going to say you put your notice in towards a friendship. I was a little sad there for a second. Oh, yeah. This is my two weeks notice, just so you know. Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> so that gives you two weeks to find another co-host for the podcast. <laughs> Thanks, bud. <laughs> no worries. I got you. No, uh, no, it's going good. We had a great Christmas. New Year's was New Year's was hilarious because... Uh, my wonderful fiance had to wake me up for New Year's. Um, I fell asleep and I think she woke me up like four minutes to midnight. Um, got to got to do the New Year's in a big city, which was kind of cool. Uh, lots of people yelling and screaming and fireworks and explosions and dogs and you name it. it, it explosions happened. of dogs. Well, or the dogs were separate. I, I'm not gonna lie. I don't know for sure, but I really hope that it was separate. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, it's just the first time I I spent New Year's in such a large city, and it was it was a pretty neat experience. But uh, other than that, not too much. How about how about you? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I had a New Year's. Um. So I went to this house party with my buddy. I don't know who the ho- the hosts were. I got absolutely wrecked. Like drinking straight whiskey and oh, um, uh, the the host of the party was just feeding me. I'm surprised I can remember everything. Like I didn't get blackout. Yeah. I know my limit, but I did puke twice. Play <laughs> Because I was getting fed shots and stuff. So that was oh fantastic. I mean, um, yeah. So it was a great night. I, around about 2.30, I 
try to uh, call a cab or I guess order one online. Never showed. So I pretended that it did show. I was a little bit more sober. I was not, I didn't drive there anyway. So I, and the guy I came with, he was staying there. Um, so I ended up, for anyone out there, Austin knows, that knows Saskatoon, I ended up walking basically from the exhibition area, a block away from that. Yeah. All the way to City Hospital. Because I live a couple blocks away from City Hospital. Holy shit. <laughs> down the freeway, Idaho Freeway. You were walking on the freeway? <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit, dude. Once I got down First Avenue, right by the mall, um, some random guy and chick asked me if I needed a ride. I said no. Real quick. <laughs> like, no, clearly I'm good. I, I'm fine. You guys just walked, saw me walk down the freeway, but I was not about to get in some random vehicle and get murdered. I mean, I guess. Yeah, that makes that checks out. At three in the morning. <laughs> that doesn't seem like a proper time. No. No, I made it home. Took me about an hour. Um, my whiskey in still in my pocket. Um, it was a little chilly out, but we survived. It was a great time. And I'm so glad I don't get hung over because I was great the next day. Yeah, that is. I wish I had that ability. I do not. Um, it's just I get from a dad. I process alcohol very well. Besides the fact, yes, I vomited. I went a little past my limit, but <laughs> <laughs> that's beside the point. It's like, ah, oh, sure, I toss my cookies, but I know I can handle my liquor. <laughs> I am getting older. I can't quite do it as good as I used to. Austin, oh. see me at my finest. Well, I don't know if I'd call it your finest, but I've definitely seen it. <laughs> <laughs> it's been a while, though. My God. Oh, buddy, it's going to happen around your wedding. I can tell you that much right now. <laughs> Morgan's back, baby. Both me and our buddy. Um, fuck it. His name's John. It doesn't matter. Also, John's a pretty... (laughs) Good luck. Good luck finding John. (laughs) I think I have like 20 on my Facebook alone, so I was going to say, even if somehow somebody found your Facebook, they still couldn't find which John it was. (laughs) No, but... It was a good time, good way to break into the new year. Um, the hosts were amazing. Great houses, like a block away from um, Sass Crescent. So it wasn't like a multi-million dollar home, but it was not some rundown <laughs> by any means. It's beautiful. Right. I did not fit in that house. <laughs> Like, I physically fit. It wasn't a tiny home or anything. 
way. <laughs> these fucking builders now they make these houses so tiny I can't even get it. Oh, this is gonna be great. I'm on a whole different level right now. <laughs> Works back to normal, so that's well normal ish better. Let's say that. Wasn't well, slightly better. It, it's work. Um, <laughs> and that's really. Oh, shit. That's really it. Oh, oh, one other thing, actually. Whoa, hold on. My buddy is a terrible person. And Uh-oh. now he got me into Magic the Gathering. Oh, no. So I may or may not have yesterday purchased 1,000 oh. cards. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, you're in it now. <laughs> Good luck. Yeah, so it's a random assorted cards. So we see, we'll see what I get. On Friday, I'll also get a starter pack. And those... Hell, if I sell them two bucks a pop, <laughs> I only bought them for $50, so. Oh, my God. Yeah, well, and some cards are going to have some decent value. Some cards definitely are basically valueless, but mm-hmm. you never know. But on average, but it. anywho, this is not a marketing podcast. Is it not? No. Well, I'm in the wrong place. Oh. Later. All right. Travel safe. Okay. Well, he might actually be got good. We finally got rid of him. But this is a horrible segue, actually, into like, before we get into any yeah, uh, no, other I, sport it, news. Um, I'm sure anyone that's listened to this podcast knows at this point about the Buffalo Bills situation. Um, Oh, shit. Where did my... Yeah, so I I got it here. So, Damar Hamlin, uh, Hamlin, he is a safety for the Buffalo Bills. Um, Monday Night Football game against against Cincinnati. Um, and all of a sudden, um, Hamlin collapsed. He, um, it was, uh, people first thought it was because of a hit, but he actually made the hit. I think it was just the way it landed. Um, yeah, it was a perfect tackle. Yeah, but he, uh. He, I, well, so here, from my point of view, this is what happened, and I don't want to make it about me, but I was just scrolling on Twitter, and all of a sudden I see this tweet, uh, something along the lines of, Hamlin has a pulse, but isn't breathing. And I'm like, what is happening? Like, what the fuck did I miss? And sure enough, looking through, looking through, and, and start to see all this, like, prayers for Hamlin. I'm like, what the fuck happened? And yeah, it's um, they're saying it's some kind of freak injury. Apparently, this crazy, crazy low chance of happening. Um, 
but it's I don't know. It was a weird situation because um, obviously as we're getting closer to NFL playoffs, these games do matter in terms of like seating and, and all that good stuff. But end of the day, none of that matters. No. Right. And, uh, and I think both coaches even realized that I believe at one point the coaches talked to each other and basically said, we're not playing. Um, well, yeah, there's like a big, um, like there's a phone conference between the coaches, the CFLPA and the, or CF, the NFL, sorry, and the yeah. NFLPA. And um, the NFL and NFLPA actually said one of them to keep playing right. with a five minute break. And then the head coaches were like, no, no, that's not about to happen, no. which I think is the proper call. But um, more importantly, um, thoughts and prayers and all the best wishes goes out to um, oh, I, I'm terrible. I forget his name right now. I don't have my notes. Yeah, up. to to Demar Hamlin's family. Um, and I and I saw too. Uh, from what we can see, the recovery is moving in a positive direction, is yeah. the quote, um, which is which is great to hear. Uh, hopefully he's going to be OK. But it's times like this where there are good little reminders that, um, you know, sports really don't matter. Uh, it's about it's about the people and um, the way that the players like I know there's there's lots of pictures out there, but the picture I'm sure you've seen of them kind of all huddled around, literally, I think, praying. Mm-hmm. Um, it was a very powerful image. Uh, and it's just, it's, uh, it's brutal, right? Like you don't expect this kind of thing. Like, sure. You expect injuries in the, in NFL, right? Like they're hitting you got guys super hard, like injuries are going to happen, but this was not, yeah, it's a, not a regular accident and unfortunately exactly. it happened, but but like you said, we wish him all the best and and from what I can see he is recovering. So sorry to start the pod on a on a not so great note, but it's you know it's big news and it's 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 good to see that he's recovering, I think, and and just to take the positive away from that and how all the fans, like, I found more often than not when something bad happens, there's video all over Twitter. But I found in this case, that actually wasn't the case. It um, it was more just people showing concern for Hamlin, uh, which, which definitely I like to see, as opposed to just showing the clip and whatever. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But, yeah. Um, well, I feel like we should shift gears, um, and this is going to be a NHL heavy episode. Well, it will be for a few weeks here until. Hell yeah, let's go. Well, we, we do have the NFL playoffs coming up, so we'll be talking about that and all that good stuff, so. But for now, 
Austin gets to use his voice and talk some NHL, and I'll type in once in a while. So why don't you uh, go ahead there, buddy boy. Yeah. So first of all, fuck yeah, hockey. Um, second of all, sorry about that hard shift from that last story. But um, that's just the way we got to do it. And so as we're moving along in the NHL season, the playoff picture starts to really solidify as well as the teams who very clearly are not making it into the playoffs. And those are generally those teams that will sell off some of their younger or some of their good veterans for some draft picks and the cycle continues. So we got a list here, five teams that could define the NHL trade market this coming year or this year. And basically I think what that means is like the biggest, you know, players that are going to big cause the biggest splash. And um, I personally, just a little side note, I think it's going to be a very interesting and big tra- um I mean, I think some of the trades will happen before the deadline, but from now till the deadline, I think it's going to be a exciting couple months. I agree with you. I think a lot of changes are coming around the league. Uh, let's start it off in quite possibly the greatest city on earth, uh, Vancouver Canucks. Now, the Canucks last year, uh, Boudreaux came in and they were super hot with him and, and everything was going great. Bruce, there it is. Blah, 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 blah. Well, that's over. Uh, we're done with that. Because uh, the Canucks are now 16, 17, and 3. And uh, honestly, at this point, in my opinion, and I think this article's opinion as well, there is... Actually, I'm going to disagree with the article. There's a couple untouchables on the Canucks that I would not trade for anything. Well, you know. You know what I mean. Within reason, of course. But other than that, I am not married to this roster. We got uh, Pedersen. They got rid of Pedersen. I would reconsider being a Canucks fan. No, that's um, a good stepping stone for you guys. Uh, Quinn Hughes, another guy that I mm-hmm. would not want to trade. Ideally, I don't want to trade Horvat, but because of situations that my that our GM have caused. Um, that might be the case, but, uh, they, they got a list here. We got like Brock Besser, Bo Horvat, Myers, Tyler Myers, JT Miller, Luke Shen, Ethan Bear, Travis Dermott, Andre Kuzmenko. So, okay. Out of those guys, Brock Besser, pretty low value, probably won't be much of a return for him. Bo Horvat, extremely high value, but doesn't have a contract after the season. So he could be, end up just being a rental. Um, unless he resigns where he goes to. So that value is pretty pretty iffy. But What's up? Boston, they could use a really nice rental right now. I'm just saying. Oh, I'm sure they could. Fuck them. <laughs> um, they have Tyler Myers on here for some reason. I get that they want to get rid of his contract, but I don't think anybody's going to take it because it's terrible and he's very bad. Um, JT Miller, which is hilarious because no one's going to take on that contract. 
uh, at this point. Uh, Luke Shen, no, keep him because he's one of the few guys on defense that can actually decently play defense. Ethan Bear, we just brought him in. He's okay. Uh, I don't think anybody expected him to be a world beater, but I don't think we get much for him. Travis Dermott, don't think we get much for him. And Andre Kuzmenko, we literally just brought him in from fucking Russia, and now we're going to trade him out. Like, let's maybe just keep him for a little longer. Uh, him and uh, him and Patterson together have been pretty good, and I don't want to break that up. But uh, I don't know. It could be it could be a very different Canucks team going into next season. I kind of hope it is, uh, with Bedard being our number one center. But uh, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I don't know what the Canucks are gonna do. It's it's a mess. Um. I don't know if Canucks get that first round draft pick, by the way. I think Montreal or Blackhawks might uh, steal up from you. No, fuck them. Canucks are going to get it. Finally. It's our turn, damn it. No. Mm-hmm. Hey, you guys have had some decent picks in recent years. Yeah, but never a first overall pick. Well, I don't know. The Canucks have been getting screwed at a first overall pick since they entered the league, dude. Did you know that? I really don't care because the Canucks. So, so the year that the Canucks and the Sabres came into the league, there was it was going to be either the Sabres or the Canucks to get the first overall pick and draft Gilbert Perrault, one of the best players in Buffalo Sabres history. And guess who he went to? Well, I guess I spoiled it because I said best in Sabres history. Um, Canucks get screwed, and it's time that they get uh, a good pick. Yeah, anyway. So, moving right along to the orange team in the East. Uh, And no, I'm not uh, talking about Wait, is there any other orange teams in the East? Shit. All right. Well, Boston's well, kind of... Well, they're more no, yellow, but... No, they're only yellow. Um, <laughs> no, I fucked up. Thanks for trying to help me, but I fucked up. So, the Philadelphia Flyers. Now, for those of you living under a massive rock, the Philadelphia Flyers have been absolute trash. Yeah, they're uh, kind of like the Canucks of the East. But worse. Um, and there's a few names that they could probably get some kind of return for Kevin Hayes, James Van Riemsdyk, uh, Ivan Provorov, uh, I would like him on my team. I think solid defenseman, uh, Morgan Frost, Rasmus Ristolainen is useless and shouldn't be in the NHL, uh, especially for how much money he makes. Justin Braun, eh, nothing much there. Travis Konechny, I think, could be an interesting piece for uh, for a playoff team looking for uh, looking for a good addition come uh, trade deadline. But um, the Flyers, I don't know what they're doing, but they need they need a change, and I think they're gonna. I think if they want to get better in the future, they're gonna start clearing out clearing out some of these contracts. So what you're telling me is that their head coach was not the answer? Well, no, I'm not necessarily saying it isn't. Um, <laughs> I think, 
No, and and honestly though, with with the Tortorella signing, I don't think he was under any impression that he was going to come in and they were going to be a world beating team. I think his role. <clears throat> Jesus, I sound like shit. I think his oh, role. It's new. Hey. I think his role is to change the, and I hate this overused term in hockey, blah, 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 the culture. Uh, Philadelphia, for years now, have been a middle of the pack to terrible team. And they needed a shift. They needed a change. And that's also come by getting rid of Giroux, or Giroux uh, Voracek, uh, some of those guys that have been around for a long time. And I think Tortorella is just like, I don't care who you are. I'll bench you if you're not playing good. Like, this is about effort. This is about trying every night. As much as I don't like torts, I see why they brought him in. I don't, I don't, I don't think he's the right coach for a rebuild team. Mm, that's fair. You need, like, a player's coach for right. a rebuild team. I, I personally think some really good coach that coached in like the AHL, that's a perfect place for them to start their head coaching the AHL type career because they're used to teaching the young guys and all that deal. And yeah, that's my opinion on it. Sue me if you want to. I will. Okay. Uh, you won't get much, so. <laughs> so, the Arizona Coyotes. Now, again, if you've been living under an even bigger rock, you re- you wouldn't realize that Arizona Coyotes have basically been bad for the last forever. Except for that one time in 2013, I want to say, where they made a playoff run, or twenty. Yeah, when Mike Smith stood on his head. Yeah, exactly. But short of that, they've been garbage, and they still are. Uh, and because of that, they really don't have much players for a value to trade away. Um, there yeah, they don't have one, much of anything. <laughs> no, there's one guy that they've been seemingly trying to trade for the last three years, uh, Jacob Chitrin, um, defenseman, I would say more on the offensive side of defenseman. Uh, got just under a $5 million cap hit. His production isn't maybe what they are hoping it would be. I'm sure he would be better on a good team. Uh, shocker. But um, I think the Coyotes are expecting too much in a trade return for him. And as a result, that's why he hasn't been traded. Um, other guys they could potentially move. Uh, Nick Bukestad is a decent addition to a playoff team. Shane Gostisbehere. Now, I don't remember. Do you remember hearing about this guy when he first kind of came to the AHL? He was like the next. Probably not. Thing. Nope. All right. Well, Shane Gostisbehere was had like a season where he was on fire and then just nothing since then. And the Arizona Coyotes picked him up for basically nothing. So if they could get any return for him, I would be shocked. Um, and then Carol Vilmecchia, uh, he's a goalie for them. He's been okay, but again, I don't know. I don't know. He's got two years left in his contract, two point seven five million per. Just keep him. I don't know. I got a question for you. I don't have an answer. Well, then you'll look real dumb. Okay. Um, how do you have any theory on how the Coyotes could get better? 
Uh, ooh. Okay, well, first of all, it has to be a place that players want to go play. Like, do they even have a building block that any players they build off of? Uh, Clayton Keller is a younger, pretty decent player. Uh, I don't know. I have to check the roster. I'm not sure, but there's not much. Yeah, I don't, nothing stands out to me. That's the problem. Not much going on in Arizona. No. Now, this is an interesting one. The St. Louis Blues. So, the Blues are currently out of a playoff spot. However. It just got worse for them. However, they were, I believe, last in the league in January when they won the Cup. Now, we talk about it because it's memorable, because it doesn't happen often, but hey, it's the same team, St. Louis Blues. They might just do it again. I don't see it. We'll see. I think if they really turn it around by the trade deadline, then they're not going to trade away, you know, Ryan O'Reilly, Bennington, Barbashev. Tarasenko. Um, but if they're shit in the bed, I think it could be a year of big moves in St. Louis uh, with a lot of guys changing places. I could be wrong, but... Um, I, I actually think you're right. I mean, we might as well tie this in, especially since they're... Um, O'Reilly and Tarasenko situation where they just put both players on the injured reserve list. Yes, which uh, some people are actually speculating it's their way to basically keep them safe until the trade deadline so that they're nice and healthy to get the most value. Uh, I don't know about that, but I also wouldn't be shocked. Yeah, I don't know. If something like, if something like that's happening, they usually just say upper body or lower body. This that's we, true. This we seems like we know more or less exact or, or as close to exactly of what's going on as we can. So Yeah, that's fair. Uh um Moving right along, we have everyone's least favorite team, the Chicago Blackhawks. This is like the few times a Flames fan and a Canucks fan can agree on something. It's true. There are a few times. This is one of them. Uh, the Blackhawks, it's an end of an era. You know, it. They they had their moment in the sun, but it's over. Keith's gone. Seabrook. Gone, Crawford's gone, Jonathan Taves is getting old. Uh Patrick Kane is still decent, but um it's just not it's just not the same. Um there's been a lot of talk about Patrick Kane being traded, Jonathan Taves being traded. I don't think you can trade Taves for much because his contract's still quite high and he's just not quite the player he once was. Uh, I'm sure leadership, blah, blah, blah. Patrick Kane's an interesting guy, though. I wouldn't be upset about having Patrick Kane on my team in terms of skill, in terms of... I think he's still got 
something. He wouldn't make sense on the Canucks. But uh, no, because Canucks need you know some younger players that they can build off of. They don't need a guy that's going to be gone in three years, four maybe, years, maybe less, depending. Yeah, it, it, so it wouldn't make sense for the Canucks. But there's a lot of teams out there. Again, playoff teams that could use a nice little rental of Patrick Kane. You know, he's got the cup experience, but all that shit. So it's. I wouldn't mind him on the Flames. Yeah, no, Making it's a uh, run, so could be an interesting thing, but uh, but yeah, I think that's unless you have anything else on the potential trades. No, I think we talk long enough on that. We might right. as well. Oh yeah, we might as well move on. Yeah, well, and and then yeah, we talked, but just to get a little bit more specific. So yeah, Ryan O'Reilly's out with a broken foot. Will be reevaluated in six weeks, and Tarasenko is out for at least four weeks with a hand injury. So, like you said, it's a little bit more specific than just upper body or lower body. So, yeah, you might be right. they might just be injured. Either way, it's a terrible loss for the Blues. Uh, true, very true. Very true. Now, okay, so this is actually kind of an interesting thing. Uh, and I hadn't really heard about it applied to the NHL. But It really um, isn't, but it's a thought. Yeah, okay, yeah. So uh, this uh, somebody was writing about McDavid chasing the NHL's triple crown. Now, at first I was like, are we talking horse racing? But apparently <laughs> not. Uh <laughs> It's a baseball thing. We just love stats, so I knew we would love this. So. Yeah, so they've transferred it over to hockey. And basically, in hockey, they say that it means you lead in goals, assists, and points. Now, my smart-ass brain immediately goes to, well, yeah, if you have the most goals and assists, you're going to have the most points. But whatever. So... Connor McDavid is um, is working at it. Uh, the most recent time it happened in the NHL was Mario Lemieux in 96. 1996, he played 82 games. He led the league with 69 goals. Nice. He <laughs> had 92 assists. <clears throat> Led the league in that, and of course, led the league with 161 points. But but he was the last to do it in 1996. It's been almost 30 years, uh, and McDavid is well on pace. Uh, this guy just keeps it's getting I, better. I hate it. He's got like 33 goals and like 37. It's like it's stupid. It's fucking stupid. Like it's a cheat code. Yeah, he literally is pulling the rest of the Oilers team behind him and just wins games for them. Well, not as of late, though. The Oilers have been on a bit of a skid. I think they're on like a five-game home losing streak. Um, well, they beat the Flames because of McDavid, and I'm pretty pissed about that. I can tell you that much. Well, yeah, of course they beat the Flames. <sighs> of course they beat the Flames, but they lost to the Kraken. Um, 
craziness. So I, I just think it's an interesting thing to kind of think about. Um, hasn't been done in almost 30 years. And boy, can that guy play hockey. Yeah, he's pretty good. He's um, okay. I do want to say, yes, Austin, I I think we all know that it's pretty obvious if you have the most goals and assists, then you get the points. I don't think the most points is the hard thing. You People that get a lot of assists also usually don't lead in goals, too. Right, exactly. That's the more impressive part. Yeah, the fact that it's both is is quite impressive. Um, but yeah, we don't have to talk about McDavid anymore. That's fine. All right. So moving on to another kind of list thing. We love lists and stats. Five NHL players that are poised to improve in 2023. Now, obviously we're just getting into the new year, new year, new season, not really same season, but, um, there's been some players that have definitely not, been as hot to start the season as we thought they might be. Um, and I think it's a matter of getting used to new teams, new systems, uh, etc. Now, there's already been some guys that have really, really been excellent this season. Uh, guys like Josh Morrissey, Tage Thompson, Linus Allmark. Linus Allmark, the goalie for the Bruins, has been absolutely disgustingly good. Um, in fact, I kind of want to look up his stats just to blow your goddamn mind. While you're looking that up, um, I I also don't know his exact stats, but I know Matthew Chuck in Florida has he like just got a hat trick I think last night. So he's oh been, yeah, he's he's been lighting it up. Isn't that great? Doesn't that make you feel good? It, it actually, I like Chuck, so it kind of does. He's playing in the East. Entire different conference. Um, He didn't get any points when he played against, or maybe one point when we played against them. (laughs) Um, No, I'm... The players that we're getting, even though we're going to talk about one soon here, um, I'm still happy with them. Okay. So, Linus Allmark, the goalie for the Bruins, this season... In 25 games played, he has 21 wins, one loss, and one OT loss. Uh, His save percentage? His save percentage is 939. I mean, I'm pretty sure you edited those. That doesn't even seem realistic. No, it doesn't seem right, does it? It doesn't seem real. But if you Google it, you will see. Google lies. Okay. So players most likely to improve this. Conspiracy. Poised to ready to improve. I'm just talking over you. Uh, The aliens are coming to get us. Jonathan Huberdo. Uh, was definitely one of the biggest names to move this season. Obviously, he was traded uh, for Matthew Kachuk, along with Uyghur. But uh, Huberto has definitely not started the season how a lot of people thought he might. Uh, he had 115 points last year. He was only behind McDavid. 
Now he's got 25 points in 35 games. But yeah, he's picked up his game a lot in the last couple weeks here. But and that's the thing, right? He, it, I don't think I think it was expect that he would hit 115 mm-hmm. his first season with a new team. Right? He, he's never played with any other team other than Florida until this point. Right, except for like junior, but that yeah, you know, quite a while ago. Um, I think that. Right. And like you said, he's already starting to heat up. Um, once he really, truly gels with the team, I think he's going to be absolutely a fantastic flame, which yeah, right now we have. I'm cutting you off because it's okay. the flames. Right now we have him on with Kadri and Lucic. And Ooh. that line for us is like if Lucic went back 10 years or however many years to the prime, Lucic is great. Less fighting. Um, yeah. But he sure throws that body around still. And it's made all the difference for Huberto having those two teammates. And he's actually shooting and not just focusing on passing, which is nice. So that's all. Oh, okay. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so another guy that was. Uh, dealt this offseason. Oliver Bjorkstrand uh, had an absolutely fantastic season with the Blue Jackets last year. Career high, 28 goals, 57 points in 80 games, which is damn, is not bad. Almost 30 goals. Um, However, this year with the Kraken, 34 games, he has four goals and 16 points. Now, I'm not a mathematician, but that's not the same. However, uh, I don't think they're too worried, and I think they have good reason to be. So, right now, Oliver Bjorkstrand is – he leads the team in shots, but he's only shooting 4.6%. And I don't think that'll stay like that forever. I think that will improve, um, and he'll start to look a little bit more like the player that they acquired uh, for a couple of picks. Anything on Oliver Bjorkstrand? What's that? No. Okay, cool. Moving right along. Uh, (laughs) I I was eating food. I'm sorry. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) It's all good, my man. So, uh, Toivo Teravainen. This guy, I don't know. I feel like every year I hear about how he's pretty good, but he never turns out to be that good, actually. So, I'll believe when I see it, but he keeps saying, oh, he's going to heat up, but he doesn't, so I don't know. I'll believe when I see it. <sighs> Patrick well, Kane. Tell us how you really feel. Patrick Kane's got 26 points in 35 games, pretty similar to uh, Huberto, but Kane's also a few years older. Um, he's on his per- he's on pace for his first season below a point per game since 2017-2018, which is kind of wild how consistent he's been in this game. Uh, I think he'll pick it up, especially if he goes to a different team uh, because yeah, Chicago needs to Chicago's a dumpster fire. And if he ever wants to win again in this league, he needs to get out of there immediately. And like we mentioned in the previous article or whatever, or a little bit ago, I guess. Yeah. Um, he would be perfect for any team that's 
trying to make the playoffs at this point. Yeah. Oh, exactly. Um, Just based on time, because we also have to talk about World Juniors as well. Oh, right. Do you want to <clears throat> save this the next thing for next episode? Yeah, we can do that. Perfect. Um, well, just for a little teaser then, next episode we're going to be talking about five bold NHL predictions for 2023. I love it. And, well, fuck it. Break time. Buddy, friend, Austin, pal, do you happen to have any plugs for us by chance? I do. Uh, first things first, you should follow us on Twitter at Podstoned. Uh, cause you know, Twitter's the best. You can also follow me at Fitz D Fitzgerald and on Instagram, we are at T S W G S pod talking stone while getting sports pod. I guess this is the, uh, wonderful transition to the point where I say my plugs and that would be, you can also follow me at Twitter, Caption Morgan 2, and Twitch. Also, Caption Morgan 2, I like to keep it simple. Um, it's easier for me that way. And it's easier for you. Yeah, it's a win-win all around. And also, like, rate, review our show. That goes a long way. We're just really trying to hustle and bustle and try to make this grow. Thanks for listening. Download. Yeah, that too. Back to the show. All right. Well, I will never learn the proper way to transition to breaks. Well, maybe I should take some classes, something like that'll never happen. But <laughs> talking of being terrible. Um we should have mentioned this at the very start of the podcast. It should be the been the very first thing that we mentioned. And throughout the entire NHL part of things, I was trying to figure out the right way to do this. And this is what I came up with. Um, last episode, due to Morgan Air, um, the podcast got caught short. <laughs> so we left unintentionally you guys on a cliffhanger about Toby Kate. <laughs> <laughs> and well both me and Austin looked up and we have no clue who this person is. I, at least I don't I don't know if Austin came up with anything. No, it just kept giving me freaking um stuff about the show this is us and i don't think that's what it was we were going for well i know what it is and i don't know i don't know where i was going with that i thought i had something clever it's not the case um so yeah that's the conclusion of who is toby kate so i'm glad i uh tied that little bow in a knot yeah yeah i think that was the um that was what everyone was hoping for. I figured. 
Um, so CFL, very little news right now. <laughs> so there's a couple, but I did manage to find a couple things that it's worth mentioning. Both Nick Lewis and Juwan, I don't know if I'm saying that first name right. I'm sorry, I usually get them right, but this time messing up. But it's Juwan Simpson. Um, I don't know if Austin's looking at the article. Maybe he can help. Returned to the Stampeders as coaches. They used to be remarkable players, both of them, for Calgary. Nick Lewis is a receiver. The Juwan Simpson. Um, yeah, I think you're saying that right. Thanks, buddy. Yep. As a defensive back. Um, Lewis played for 11 seasons. Simpson played for eight. Both. Well, uh, Lewis is already in the Hall of Fame. Simpson, I think he he should be in there too because he was remarkable as well. Um, both won great cups with Calgary in 08 and 14. Um, that was, I mean, Calgary's still a great team, but that was back in Calgary's heydays. Is not a fun time to watch it. It was quite awful. <laughs> And now I have to watch Winnipeg. It's not a fun time to be a writer. <laughs> when is it ever? That's true. It's pretty rare. Why Why do we enjoy it? I don't know. Because oh, all we've got. Fuck. Um, yeah, so where was I? There's actually a little bit of rumor that Nick Lewis was potentially going to come and coach for the Riders. Obviously, that's not the case. Um, I wouldn't have complained whatsoever. Um, but they're the receivers and the defensive line coach started in 2023. Um, Calgary also announced the rest of their coaching staff last episode. We already talked about um, Huffnagel stepping down and David. Dixon, well, not stepping down full, he became president, and Dave Dixon became the GM. If you guys care about the rest of the coaching staff, I'm not going to go through it. So, have fun. So, <laughs> Nathan Rourke has been the talk, still the talk of the CFL. Yep, and everyone is wondering. Where the hell is he going to go? Is he going to go it down? <clears throat> is he going to go down to the NFL? Is he going to go back to BC? What's going on? So he put he kind of trolled on Twitter. Um, but if you actually know about um football rules and stuff, I believe it's you can't actually sign with the NFL for, I think, eight days or something like that. So if you're paying attention, you know it wasn't NFL-related. But he put out a tweet saying that he had a big announcement. It was not... Everyone's like, oh, where is he going? Where is he going? Well, he fucked us. 
because he's only getting engaged. So, <laughs> congrats to him. Um, and like we've said in the past, time still tells. I mean, we usually say time tells, but that wouldn't really make sense. And now I explain myself live. So, actually, usually we say time will tell, not time tells. So okay, well, I don't know what we say, wrong. okay? <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so maybe by next episode we might have some type of idea where what's going on time will tell maybe that's what we say i don't know <laughs> i don't know we only do it like 128 times who's counting who will tell um time brandon banks he was <laughs> the receiver first for hamilton and then he went to their um, rivals, to the Argos, and ended up winning a great cup, something he couldn't do in Hamilton. So, first of all, that must feel amazing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, but the Argos decided to part ways with him. Kind of, this was the rumor, at least in my head, that, I kind of figured this was going to happen. Um, I also think it's going to happen with Andrew Harris. I think he's uh, done football as well. That's my prediction. They just they got the last Grey Cup. I mean, for Harris, it was th- his third one in a row, which is remarkable for him. Unfortunately, two of them was with... Uh, I'm not even going to say it. Um, <laughs> yeah, all, I mean, Brandon Banks, he's going to be a Hall of Fame player. I don't know if he's done football, but I I don't, I mean, he could be a little bit of help still on another team, but he's not going to get big bucks. And I don't know if he, wants to keep playing. I would not be surprised if he also just fully retires. He might try free agency, see if he gets some team that, like, I don't know, the Elks with Chris Jones or something, paying him big bucks or something like that, doing something silly. Maybe he'll turn him into a DB. I don't know. It's fucking Chris Jones. Who, That's who fair. You never know with that guy. Um... Yeah, more power to him. Again, congrats to Brandon Banks and the Argonauts. I'm so glad I saw that outcome instead of the other one. So, Austin. What do we got? Oh, it's perfect timing. A um, couple things that I figured you might... Uh, want to talk about next and that would be the world juniors because yeah it's been remarkable (laughs) it's been a great world juniors so i mean it's kind of hockey related kind of why don't you or nhl related i should say sorry (laughs) Um, it's literally hockey (laughs) yeah no you're right why don't you uh 
started us off and I got a couple questions for you as we Yeah, if, well if you don't it, yeah, I talked about it. Anyways, go on. Sorry, I'm done. <laughs> so, <laughs> so there's been a couple standouts this year in the in the um, World Juniors. Uh we know who the top one is, but before I, I, I get to know him who you're talking about. Before I get to him, I just want to talk about a couple other players that have really been had good showings. Uh, two for the U.S. Logan Cooley and Jimmy Snuggerud. Uh, that's a name. Um, Cooley has eleven points in five games. Snuggerud has ten in five games. Both very impressive. But that's not who we're here to talk about, is it? We're here to talk about Connor Bedard. Now, Connor Bedard has widely been touted as. First overall pick, this generational talent, blah, blah, blah. And, well, yeah, he's pretty damn good. And as a result, in five games at the World Juniors so far, Bedard has eight goals and 13 assists for 21 points. He is 10 points ahead of the next scorer. And he's 17. Oh, yeah. And he's 17 years He has more points than his age. He has more points than his age. Not only that, he's also broken the record now officially for most points at a World Junior or at the World Juniors. Uh, I think he broke like Yager's record. He also broke Lindros's record. Like And the most goals. Most goals. Triple crown, you could say. Um (laughs) but This is just something else. And did you see the the game winner yesterday? Mm-hmm. Absolutely was insane. Uh, overtime goal from Connor Bedard. He made the entire team look silly, including the goalie. And, of course, it was Connor Bedard. Of course. This kid is... I don't know. There's a reason that there are a lot of teams this year in the NHL that just don't want to win because they want this kid. And I don't blame them. Uh, I think he's going to look great in the Canucks uniform. I'm just throwing that out there. But yeah, um, I don't, what were your questions? Did you see the their goalies um, comment about that game winning goal? Uh, no, I don't think I did actually. Um, they asked about it. And he's like, yeah, it just looks like he's mashing buttons on the Xbox controller. And <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> And then it goes in. Yes, I did see that. Which honestly, not incorrect. Um, before I ask the most important questions of them all, um, Team Canada and Team USA end up playing tonight, which or today, and that will be absolutely remarkable. I think it's going to be a great game. Oh, I am very excited. I'm going to try to find a stream. Um, I mean, I only pay for games. True. That's but, funny. oh yeah, I had another question for you. What do you think of the camouflaged camera operator? Oh, yeah, so, okay. So he's become a bit of a celebrity this year. Um, yeah, it's been great. Because apparently not a lot of people knew this was like a regular World Juniors thing. Um, 
and it's funny. I love it. He's just all in white. He even has his own fans now. It's great. I, um, sports fans are really weird, and mm-hmm. we we will we'll get excited about just about anything. And this is that thing, and I love it. I think it's great. Yeah, it's dumb. I actually completely it's disagree. Dumb and it's no, funny. I completely honestly disagree. I don't know why he's out there. Um, it makes no sense to me. Oh. Doesn't do anything to the game. I honestly completely hate it. Oh my god! Okay, I I did not expect that. I yeah, I think it's ridiculous of why it's in the game. World so that's my thoughts. over here. Okay, all right. Um. Yeah, they're talking about. Now I've heard putting in the NHL, I think that would be absolutely dumb. Why stop there? Just make all the players dress in all white. Yeah, then we don't see anything. We just see a black puck move around. Yeah, that'll be fucking fantastic. That'd be hilarious. That, that Do that on like April Fool's Day. Yeah. Just everyone wears all white except for the puck. Um, Do you have any other... No. Okay, well, courtesy is important in curling. In this sport, courtesy is one of the most important aspects of all people involved. Even the best opponents do not badmouth each other or make fun of each other. On the contrary, congratulations on good strategies and excellent shots are what abound it is even possible to notice high levels of solidarity. That's number nine in our curling facts. So you get uh, trash talk and curling? I don't know. I did all the time. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, that's how I curl. <laughs> but, I mean, I guess it's not completely wrong because whenever you see amazing shot, you... There's a lot more cheering and stuff for the opponents than than a That's violent true. sport like football or hockey. Yeah. You're not really celebrating a hockey when you're punching someone's face in. Good That's job. Tough. Good job. You hit me hard. Good job. Oh my god. Um I don't know. Should I even bother doing this stoner statement? I don't know. We we talk sp- Sports, I don't know, go Canada, go World Juniors. Everyone out there, <laughs> stay stoned and stay safe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That, that's terrible. <laughs>